Welcome to Asphalt Talk. Are you an asphalt professional? Have you ever wished for interesting stories about paving to tell around the dinner table? Does the thought of creating a safe and aesthetically pleasing road make you warm and fuzzy inside? Then this is the podcast for you. Each episode will tackle real industry challenges to pave a smoother way for asphalt suppliers and producers. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Asphalt Talk. I'm your host, Dale Williams, with the Missouri Asphalt Pavement Association. Today, we're sitting down with Debbie Novak from Missouri Petroleum to discuss the Missouri chapter of the Women of Asphalt. Good morning, Debbie. How are you today? Good morning. I am doing well today. How are you, Dale? I'm doing well. Good. Debbie, it's always great to talk to you, and I look forward to our discussion about the Missouri chapter of the Women of Asphalt. But before we do that, let's spend a little time getting learn a little bit about yourself in Missouri Petroleum. So how long have you been with Missouri Petroleum? Well, uh, this is my 28th year with the company. I actually started with Lionmark, our parent company first, and I've been with Missouri Petroleum now about eight years, I think. Okay. So did you always want to work in the road construction industry? <laughs> um, no. When I was uh, when I was a little girl playing with my Barbies, um, when she was leaving her dream house in her pink Corvette, she was not driving to an asphalt plant. So no, I did not picture myself in this in this industry at all when I was younger. But I just fell into it. <laughs> Who has been your most important professional mentor? Well, um, I would have to say there's three current owners who have really um, helped me a lot and uh, guided me a lot. But I think the one who has been the biggest influence has been our CEO, Greg McMurtry. Um, he has, he's just seen my potential. He, he sees my worth and he's really helped navigate me to where I am today um, and giving me some really good insight into the industry and how things work. So I think he's really been the biggest influence on my career to date. So tell us a little bit about your hobbies outside of work. Well, um, I have a 16 year old son named Connor and uh, he's just a really great kid. We have a good time together. Uh, We love to play cards. We have an ongoing competition. Um, he wins sometimes and I win most of the time. Um, but (laughs) no, but we have fun and I love to cook. I really love to cook is if I get home and pour a glass of wine and put on some chill music and start chopping veggies and start cooking. I am, I find myself smiling very quickly because it's just, I just really enjoy it. So, so do you have a favorite meal you like to cook? <laughs> um, I am, I love like, I don't know, comfort meals. I make a really good, it's called balsamic braised beef. And everyone seems to like that one a lot, but I make really good soups too. So I love hearty, you know, vegetable soups. And so, yeah, my son has his favorite recipes that I'm requested to make quite often, but yeah. <laughs> so with a 16 year old, is he driving yet? Uh, no, no. I don't know what it is about kids these days. They don't want to get their license like we did. You know, it's crazy. I, I hear you. It's weird, right? It is. I've got a 16 year old that is driving. Yo, that's scary. 
giving me more gray hair than uh, I had previously. <laughs> so I know it's so scary, but they got to do it sometime. They do. Yeah. So what is one thing that most people in the asphalt industry don't know about you? I would say that I think when people meet me, they automatically think that I'm an extrovert, but I really am not. <laughs> if I walk into a room of people I don't know, um, it would be very, very easy for me to sit at a table and just melt into the tablecloth and not move the rest of the night. So I really have to actively work to get myself out there and start talking to people. That's, that's always been difficult for me. Um, so I don't think people see that. Uh, you, you shocked me with that Debbie. I've known you for <laughs> quite a few years and uh, introvert was never something I would have uh, associated. So you do a great job of of working past that yeah I know I just I honestly and I don't have I don't have a, a, a ton of friends you know I have people who are like very close-knit group of people um and I don't just let anybody in I just I I trust and love the people who are in my life um and I and I like it that way I don't need a, a huge you know ton of friends to 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 fulfill me so yeah, and, and I think that's probably leads to the introvert in me too. I don't go out and seek a lot of friendships, you know. Well, you, you do a good job of, of working past it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> what What is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? I would say, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that have come up over the years, but I think the biggest thing working at Lionmark is, the grass isn't always greener. I have, again, this is my 28th year. I've seen a lot of people come and go. And, and I've seen a lot of people that have gone want to come back. And because uh, they realize how good they have it here. People that work here stay here for the most part. We have an employee here who has been here for 40 years. Um, and his dad worked here before him. And that, you know, there's time overlapping, but his dad worked here for 50 years. And we have third generation employees working here. So I think that is the biggest thing I've seen. Uh, they take really good care of us. It's a, it's a great family oriented company and all of the owners genuinely care for all of the people that work here. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing is don't always look for something else, something better. Uh, look at what you have right in front of you because you have it pretty good. So that's what I've learned personally. Yeah, I've always heard the people that say the grass is greener on the other side, find out there's more to mow when they get there. Uh-huh, yeah. The grass is pretty green where I have, where I am right now. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. So, so let's switch gears and talk about the women of asphalt. I mean, we're, we're here in the month of March. Um, it's Women's History Month. I think this is a very appropriate timed podcast for the month of March. And so the title of the, the organization seems pretty self-explanatory, but can you speak to the history of the national organization? Yeah, um, I think this was, it basically started out as the brainchild of Amy Miller, who is uh, the national director for Asphalt Pavement Alliance. Uh, she went to several conferences and, and saw things on, on that level, um, that higher level, and seeing very few people, um, you know, that, that were women. And, and so she saw a need for 
for something more, for something that represented women that some women could relate to as well. And she started speaking to other women about it. And the women she spoke to were very receptive to the idea. So her and four others, um, Natasha Zipko, um, Ashley Batson, Audrey Copeland, and, and Tracy Schlick, the five of them together formed Women of Asphalt and uh, in 2017 made it uh, a 501c6 or 501c6 organization. And then in 2019, they brought on six other women to uh, form a director, a board of directors with 11 women total. And I was um, lucky enough and fortunate enough to be asked to be one of those original board members. So it was quite a privilege. So that's how it got started. That, that's that, It's been really interesting to watch it from its earliest beginnings to where, where it is now. So can you tell me kind of what are the overall goals of the organization? Well, I think at the beginning, the goals were to assist with professional development, bring women into the industry, advocate for women who are already working in an industry and to uh, foster and promote mentoring and networking opportunities. And it's been really exciting seeing those goals being brought to fruition and seeing the growth of this organization. And as of right now, we have over 3000 members, um, but our current goals have been changed to be more comprehensive and, and all encompassing. And, and they are um, awareness, which is increasing awareness of opportunities in the industry, uh, knowledge, elevating knowledge through education and resources, and community, providing platforms to create supportive relationships and growth. And we have different committees within those categories to make sure that those goals are being attained. Um, and I serve on the community uh, committee. That's what my, my duties fall under. And now a public service announcement from our sponsor, May Create Design. Google Translate doesn't work for web designer to paving company translations. You say hot mix and it thinks you're talking about the latest snack craze. Wouldn't it be nice to work with a designer who knows the difference between binders and bitumen? Work with folks who have been speaking your language for the past 17 years. Visit maycreate.com. That's M-A-Y-E create.com. Because if you think your website sucks, so does everyone else. So, you know, as we discussed previously, you know, this is a fairly new organization. And I think one of the neatest things about it is Missouri was the first state to establish a state chapter. And um, can you discuss your role as the chairwoman and the goals for the local chapter? I know that we were the first, we were first, first official branch in Missouri to start this, um, but uh, other states that were taking on a lot, uh, they were already basically doing things as a branch, but it was not official yet. And so we were the first ones to kind of officially get on the, on the books, but, but no, um, yeah, we, that is, that is a really cool thing that we, we were the first official branch. But I think as our, our goals, we really try to mirror the goals of national and try to uh, bring women into the industry, support women who are already in the industry. Um, and that is uh, something that we've been, you know, we, we started out slow. It, it, help, it takes time to gain funds. And we've had a, a lot of support from uh, local and um uh, companies who who really support us financially, and so we've been able to start putting some of those goals into place uh, by we um, by going to for, uh, career fairs 
and we we were part of uh, build your future events we went to three of those and it was really refreshing to see young women coming up and really being interested and and seeing a woman promoting something that's generally known as kind of a male dominated industry and something that you clearly think that they never thought of just like me with my Barbie and the pink Corvette, you know, they never, they never would picture themselves working in asphalt. And so it was really cool to see their eyes kind of open to the idea. And so that's what we, we wanted from the start. And now we're starting to do that. And we would not be able to do that without the support that we've been given. So we are so grateful. And I know that um, this isn't me. I mean, we have a really good committee of women that work together and it's not just me pushing ideas we all work together to uh, to make things happen to come up with ideas and um, we have some really talented women who who have some really great ideas and are so willing to help out and do whatever they need to do to to make this work and to help other women so can you tell us a little bit about your involvement with the national association as a member of the board of directors Yes, in my current role, I am heading the mentorship program. This was uh, founded a few years ago. I was not at, at the start of it. I was in a different uh, role when the mentorship program came about. Carrie Shiflett was the one who who really uh, headed that program from the start and set an amazing, strong foundation because that was a big big thing to take on. Um, But it is an amazing program and we've had a ton of positive feedback from it. I encourage anyone and everyone who wants to be a mentor or mentee to sign up. Uh, This this last year in 2022, we had over 160 participants and uh, the participants were both men and women, by the way. And they reside in 33 different states and three Canadian provinces. So it's really growing uh, because people have seen the value of this program, what it offers, and each year it continues to grow. The interest continues to grow. And we we actually had so many that we had to cut it off at some point. And and there's there's some people who wanted to be a mentee um, and have to wait till next year to do that. But my uh, my role in this falls under the community. Um, the community aspect that we that we spoke about earlier and part of our goals. So I'm really proud of it. it it's, a, it's a really great program. I have a really great group of people, women working with us, and it takes a lot of work. There's a lot of work that goes into it um, and a lot of thought that goes into it. We don't just randomly match people. We've put a, a lot of thought and effort into matching them with the, the right people, what they want to accomplish from this program, what the mentor wants to give to this program. So uh, it takes a lot of time, but we, we do a really good job of it. I'm proud of it. I think that's a great, a great process. You know, we all have mentors and I think formally recognizing it and setting up a program is really a, a great aspect of what you guys are doing. So. Yeah. And again, that was one of our goals from the beginning and seeing it brought to fruition and, and, and succeeding in such a way, it's, it's really something to be proud of. We're all, we're all really happy with, with its success. That's great. So what is one piece of advice you would give to a woman starting out in the construction industry today? 
I think um, one thing, have a thick skin, you know, uh, don't, don't take things too seriously. Don't think, take yourself too seriously too. Um, but mostly if you are hired in at whatever level, whatever position in this industry, you were hired for a reason. They saw your potential. They saw your talent. So own it, be confident because there are people who are going to look for your lack of confidence and pounce on it. And those people who hired you are going to look for your confidence. And when they see that and be happy about it and want to do things to help you further your career. So own it, just, just be proud of yourself and continue to make more goals for yourself and, and keep moving forward. I really think that's great advice. I mean, our industry is one that, you know, you see a lot of people that, that started out maybe as the, you know, it's running a loop out behind a paver and, and now they, they run the company and that's, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, the, the possibilities that we can have within our industry. So I think that's really great advice. Absolutely. I started as receptions of our company. So, you know, it, it's just through hard work and, and, and determination that you can, you can move forward and you can do anything in this in this industry. You really can. So what's been the biggest benefit for you being a member of the Lemon of Asphalt? Well, it's been, it's been fun um, getting to know so many different women, um, connecting with so many different women from uh, in our state and around the country. Uh, there's been, uh, it's been refreshing to see how much support we have from so many men um, who really are there for us and, and you know, advocating for us, rooting for us all the way. Um, it's been, it's, it's been really, uh, interesting seeing things on a national level and, and getting to know people on a national level that I, I, things I never would have been exposed to before. So it's, it's been a real privilege to, to have been asked to be a part of this and to, um, have been a part of this for, for as long as I have since 2019. So if someone wants to join Women of Asphalt, what's the process? Oh, it's, it's really hard. I mean, we make it super hard for them. You go online and you go under womenofasphalt.org, um, membership, join, it's free. And that's pretty much it. And uh, once you join national, then you can uh, sign up for your local or Missouri or your state branch for us in Missouri. So sign up and, and then you'll get emails about upcoming events. And there's not a lot of emails, they're not inundated with you know, spam or anything. So just interesting events and things that are going on on the national and state level. So as we kind of wrap up here, do you have any parting thoughts? I would say, you know, just even if you're, um, I think anyone can be involved in Women of Asphalt. We encourage men to join as well. We have a lot of men who support us, like I said earlier. So just join and, and just come to our events. We really enjoy seeing a variety of people. And I know when we had the top golf event, we had a really good mix of men and women and everyone had a really great time. So I just encourage people to just be more involved and, and, um, and not be intimidated by the fact that it's a women's organization, you know, and <laughs> you know, it's, it's a really great thing to be a part of as a man or a woman. It's been really great talking with you today, Debbie. Thank you for taking the time. And I just like to say thank you for listening to Asphalt Talk. 
the podcast by and for asphalt professionals. If you enjoyed listening and learned something, please leave us a review. Your review will help us connect with other professionals like yourself so we can keep this conversation going. 1992 called, they want their website back. Stop apologizing for your crappy site and stop working with that company who thinks hot mix is the latest snack craze. Work with folks who have been speaking your language for the past 17 years. And get a website that's not a gigantic pain in the you-know-what to build. Visit maycreate.com, that's M-A-Y-E, create.com, for a free consultation and quote. Because if you think your website sucks, so does everyone else.